0: listening to discography discussion episode 258 as blood runs black hosted by dan terry i had to go find a whole bunch of other dudes to play these songs and joseph wren blast beats breakdowns dude growling at the mic presented by discussmetal.com and if your allegiance to the dark lord is broken by a pitchfork then you
1: are ready for this episode of discography discussion i am joe that is dan so i can tell you straight up when your blood runs black it's like you've been bleeding for a while but then like it's not like a fatal wound so like it it dries up pretty quickly and when your blood dries up it, it turns it turns black so coagulation is what you're saying yes it basically, you know, the, your blood turns black. It doesn't it? Doesn't run black?
0: Is this an Osmosis Jones situation where your white blood cell is blue and it just falls apart halfway through the movie? I have no idea.
1: <laughs> uh, the, I, I stopped watching after the zit scene, so I'm not entirely sure uh, how that how, how that process actually works. But I can tell you that you know your blood it doesn't run black. It it only runs it only runs red if you're if you're a human being. It's, it's red blood. So let's talk about this band, and uh, and I want to apologize right on top of this podcast. I am on vacation right now. I know you don't know it, but I but I am. I'm I'm gone. I'm I'm out eating uh, Mickey Mouse shaped waffles. You know, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing the thing. You know, like twelve dollars twelve dollar waffles. It's gonna happen. It looks like Mickey Mouse. <laughs> uh, Happy I'm birthday, doing dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm doing that. I'm doing that right now. Okay, like while you're listening to this, I'm I'm doing that. So, uh, I guess. The only thing I can really say is we're going to talk about As Blood Runs Black. And I'm going to be honest with you, Joe. I, this band, I had very high hopes for. I think they more or less did everything that they could do fine. But, uh, you know, we'll we'll get into it. I, I, I have to say, in listening to As Blood Runs Black, I feel like I've already heard As Blood Runs Black. This is Metalcore. Well, it's kind of that weird middle ground between metalcore and deathcore. So like their first album came out in 2006. So it's a little bit, it's a little bit more deathcore than I think a lot of bands were at the time. It reminds me a lot of with blood comes cleansing. uh, If you remember when we talked about them on Patreon, it's the, it's the metalcore riffs, you know, your, your Gothenburg, your Gothenburg death metal riffs, or if the band isn't aware that they're using, you know, Swedish death metal riffs, Yeah, they they may just be trying to do a really good Black Dahlia murder impression. Or Haste the Day without the melodic vocals. Well, actually, there are melodic vocals at the end, which we'll we'll get to that, because this band has had almost more member changes than, you know, a certain three-letter band uh, that we talk about all the time on this show. It's crazy looking at the album credits for each of these records and seeing that it's essentially a different band every time.
0: If what you're looking for is that metalcore experience from the mid-2000s, you're gonna get that with this band. It's not bad, but you said it right up front. I've heard this band many times before. I didn't hate any of it, but I did look for what makes this band special. I don't think anything really does make this band special. And that's unfortunate because it's solid. I believe people are actually playing these instruments, and that's the one thing I really looked for. I looked for the fake metalcore drums. I looked for the ultra-syncopated everything. And what I got was a fairly pure experience. That's pure. Pure metalcore. Mixed with some deathcore because you got to sneak in those breakdowns and vocals.
1: <laughs> oh, dude, the breakdown—the breakdowns are the best part. I mean, that's the part that I was looking forward to the most, which I guess is what most deathcore fans would say. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is definitely not reinventing the wheel at all. But I mean, I still kind of enjoyed listening to it. I just am probably not going to like rush out and buy a bunch of records.
0: Well, before Dan transforms into a true Metalcore fan, I'm going to take this time to say thank you to everyone for listening to the podcast. Thank you for listening and for subscribing. If you are not a subscriber, then you can find everything discography discussion at DiscussMetal.com. We're on Spotify. Apple and Google Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Radio. So if you have an Amazon Echo or a Google Home, you have no excuse. Ask it to play the latest episode of the Discography Discussion Podcast, and it will. We're also on Facebook and on Twitter at Discuss Metal. Be sure to like, favorite, and subscribe. It really helps us out. It lets us know you're listening, and now Dan is going to tell us all about five-star reviews. We do
1: enjoy our five-star reviews here on Discography Discussion. If you want to leave us a review, you can do that on Apple Podcasts. You can give us a starred rating apparently on Spotify. I found that out this week that it's it's not a typed review, but reviews are reviews and they're good things. And I don't know how much that has to do with the Spotify algorithm or whatever. So you should probably just continually shouting very loud to everyone that you know, to listen to discography discussion so that we can circumvent the algorithms that are out there. <laughs> Another thing that we've been doing lately is we are up for promoting what you want us to promote. So if you want to come on as an episode sponsor, email us at show at gmail.com. Let us know what you're peddling, and we'll see if we can help you peddle it. Over in the wonderful world of feedback, we got an email from John Humphreys. He says, you guys should totally cover the Comeback Kid discography. They have a new album coming out this Friday, too, so it would be good timing. Well, I can tell you we are going to talk about the new Comeback Kid on Patreon, uh, and we will we will get to Comeback Kid Someday. I, I, I can't necessarily guarantee that it's going to be soon, but, um, you know, we, we are. Comeback Kid is definitely uh, one of the bands that I personally follow and I'm usually very excited every time they release something. So uh, we'll definitely be on that. One dollar gets you into that exclusive album review feed. We got a message on Patreon from Lost Fiction. It's more like a comment, less like a message, but we're going to roll <laughs> with it. Uh, this was in reference to our special Patreon review, Distance Over Time, by Dream Theater with John Drake of the Nerf Herder Council, a.k.a. the longest Patreon review that we have ever done. Good. He goes, I cannot wait for you to discuss the new Dream Theater of View from the Top of the World, hopefully with John Drake. Well, I mean, we have to now. Is there already a new Dream Theater record? Do we have to, like, do another Dream Theater album? Have they, or have they, like, done enough to where we have to go back and talk about the band a second time?
0: I don't know that Dream Theater will ever put out that many albums. But I'm sure John Drake is down to revisit that band anytime you'd like. I'll ask him. Oh, I think I'm sick. I'm kidding. I'm on vacation. I can't be sick. I can't, I can't be sick. <laughs> so, Dan, tell me about As Blood Runs Black.
1: As Blood Runs Black is an American metalcore slash deathcore band. And they really are kind of in the middle there. Uh, they're from Los Angeles, California, and they have three albums out. And uh, that—that's how you can tell that it's my vacation week because I picked a three album band to talk about. I—I I might do it next week too. I, I don't—I don't know yet, but I might do it <laughs> next week also because it's—it's like a—it's like a, like a nine-day vacation. It's going to be like a lot of twelve-dollar waffles. It's a really long drive. It is a super long drive. But uh, as Blood Runs Black, the first time I ever heard them was on a. YouTube compilation of, like, the sickest breakdowns of all time or something like that. And, you know, now, you know, several, you know, almost 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 two decades later, I can say the greatest metalcore breakdowns that you've heard so far. Because, you yeah, know, this was before bass drops. And that was a uh, you know, bass drops changed the whole game for everybody for a couple of years there.
0: Hey Dan, you remember that time when the bass drops were only on the corn records? Because John just had that
1: pad, right? It was all bass drops. You know, blind kicks off, then you hear boom. Yeah, they did have that. Yeah, all the way back in 1994, you're you're actually 100 percent correct. As Blood Runs Black was created in 2003, they go that they go that far back. And they used to be called a band called Broken Stems, but then they decided to change their name to "As Blood Runs Black," which I think is a much more metal name. It's a it, it's a little bit like I'm in a Hot Topic corner, crouched against the wall, and I'm telling everybody that my blood runs black. I wonder if there's any connection to the Darkest Red uh, by by the Agony scene. I'm I'm picking up that vibe of like. No, if you just if you just dig deeper, the blood just gets darker and darker, and then eventually it's black. I don't understand it. It's it, it, it's just red blood unless it unless it congeals and then it's then it's black. Does it all become of
0: a silent planet of metalcore bands? Oh, like, we did this already. Layers yeah. and layers and layers.
1: <laughs> so the interesting thing is, is they they formed like a full lineup, and they went into the studio in 2005 to record their first album when. Essentially the entire band, except for, I believe the bass player quit. Um, How does that work? How do you bring I, in new
0: band members to play songs for instruments that are not the bass unless they had all the demos recorded and he just farmed it out to people that he knew?
1: Don't get me okay. wrong. The first record is solid. Correction. The everybody quit except for the drummer. That's that. that's where it was. Okay.
0: So we didn't have to relearn the beats then.
1: We didn't have to relearn the beats. The beats were, the, were still there. So dude basically just hired an entire new band and then they ended up recording their first album, which goes by the name of Allegiance 2006. So for a 2006 metalcore release, this thing's pretty banging. You've got, you've got you know, you've got your at the gates riffs with way faster drumming, uh, really, 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 really fast drumming is pissed off. I would be too, because you know, I had to go find a whole bunch of other dudes to play these songs whenever you know we were going to record these songs you know earlier and so for 2005 2006 i mean this is as close to deathcore as you were going to get before deathcore became like a really really popular genre
0: blast beats breakdowns dude growling at the mic it's everything the rest of the world wanted when zeo
1: wasn't mainstream enough i don't know about that but (laughs) <laughs> uh, apples and oranges there but i think that uh i think that as blood runs black like i said they remind me a lot of two bands actually two christian bands because let's that's just the side of the pool i came from uh with blood comes cleansing and there was another band called common yet forbidden that like if i played you common yet forbidden and then i played you as blood runs black you'd have trouble telling which band was which um, what I do like about As Blood Runs Black is their focus on guitar leads, melodies, and solos, which is something that it would, you know, the, the deathcore kind of moved away from. But you, you see, you you've still got the bones of metalcore here. The only thing really deathcore about this are the breakdowns and the vocals, the, the 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 deep ultra guttural vocals that kick in. But you know, you've also got your you've got your like black metalish shrieks going on. You know, you're kind of black dahlia murder type of vocals this this alternation between deep and growly higher pitched vocals like i said i i I respect it it's just very par for the course as far as this genre goes and i don't necessarily want to throw shade because i think more than likely they were one of the first bands playing this style that got like any sort of like actual attention uh by by metal fans because i mean. In 2006, we're still looking at like what, like Hill Switch engages and Azalea Dying's and it's not that those bands don't still exist now, but they were at the height of their popularity at that time. So here you've got something for the metalcore fan that doesn't want to listen to quote all that mainstream shit.
0: And yet this sounds so mainstream. The one thing it's missing is the melodic choruses. And I well, can we'll see we'll that. a fan of this style latching onto that as their underground thing yeah my record is heavy and it's got the riffs and it sounds like those bands and all the riffs start with that dude but these guys don't sing so it's heavier than
1: you i feel like i've met that guy more than once most of the bands that sounded like this at this time didn't sing i mean almost almost nobody because like i mean you say you say it sounds like mainstream but it, th- in 2006 This this would not have been Like mainstream metalcore th- This would have been for the kids That are like Oh I don't want to listen to melodic singing I don't want to listen to this or that I mean it's really and it, But it, it's got enough blast beat in it To sell somebody that doesn't listen to death metal On the fact that it's death metal <laughs> Absolutely know? So, I mean, there, there's that aspect of it. And like I said, I think it's a good record. I just, it's hard for me to sit down and listen to 37 minutes of this and not just immediately think of all the other bands that I've heard that sound like this. And like I said, I don't want to throw shade because I'm not sure if the bands I'm mentioning were around as early as these guys were. So maybe they're not, maybe they're not generic. Maybe they're innovative. It's possible that other bands heard this band and kind of kind of went in this style. This is actually a kind of deathcore that I actually kind of enjoy a little bit more because it's a little bit more musical. It's a little bit less new metal because like new metal and deathcore like really got together uh, after 2010 uh, and started living together. But uh, you know, at this time, if you were gonna play deathcore, it had to be you had to put more emphasis on your on your death metal blast beats, your at the gates riffs, and your growly snarly vocals, and uh, and your breakdowns. Your breakdowns had to hit hard because you still got hardcore kids at this show, and they they need to dance. they they, they, they there's no other way they can get their anger out other than dancing, to as blood runs black. So. Uh, I like the guitar leads, I like the vocals, I like the breakdowns. There's nothing wrong with this at all, other than overexposure.
0: Agreed. There's nothing special here, but it's not a bad album. The question I have is, what's going to happen in 2011 when Instinct comes out?
1: Did you ever watch that episode of, uh, uh, well, I think it was Robot Chicken, the Star Wars episode? where uh, it's the Cantina Band is standing up there playing, and they're like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do, right? And they get done, and, and one of the one of the aliens walks up to the mic, and he's like, hey, guys, I just want to thank everybody for coming out and seeing our show tonight. You know, I think uh, really, really glad to see you guys here. I hope everybody's having a great time. What do you guys what do you guys want to hear next? You know, we, we got, you know, some time left. And somebody else, just play the same thing again. Okay, all right, guys, so same thing again. All get right, do do let's do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Uh, That's kind of what this record is, Um, but it's interesting because, like, this is like not really the same band that put the last record out. Uh, You have it still sounds like metalcore. Yeah, you have a different vocalist. Um, You have the same drummer. You have the same bass player. But I mean, other other than that, you you've pretty much got two lead guitarists that are brand new and a singer that's brand new. However, this is still. Amazingly consistent with the past material. This is the point in the past
0: 20 years of music where everybody was sick of that Gothenburg thing. Don't get me wrong, you will always have your super fans, music will always evolve, but this is more of the same for the people that wanted more of the same. And again, it's not bad. I've heard bad metalcore. I've heard bad deathcore. I've heard so many bands get on stage and play that Gothenburg riff with those vocals, and it's fine. It's enjoyable while you're seeing it. I don't know that this band is somebody's favorite, but it's fine. I could see myself listening to this if what I wanted was that style for the next 35 minutes. This is just more of that. And isn't that
1: what you wanted if this is what you're looking for? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a little bit more melodic than the first record, and it's definitely better produced. The the first one was kind of raw, and I liked that about it. Obviously, the breakdowns hit, you know, extra hard. But uh, this one's a little bit more refined. I'd say this one's actually a little bit less deathcore, a little bit more traditional metalcore. Which is weird because like this is more like the era of Deathcore in, in in 2011. And so you'd think that they would have gone like harder for the throat, but you actually have like a little bit more of a melodic sensibility on this one. I mean, they, they still blast. They still slam those breakdowns. And the music is still similar enough to the last record where you don't lose confidence in the band, which I as, I, as I've said before, is very impressive considering how it was basically it was the same bass player and drummer but it, it was a different band <laughs> essentially um and they they were able to pull it off you know so if you if you waited the agonizing 5 years for as blood runs black to put out their second record then you would not have been disappointed with this and uh i think it's a little it's a little short but i think that's perfect for this type of music i think i'd be annoyed with it if it went over 45 minutes or something like that i think this guy's a solid 33 minutes and um yeah, I mean they they do they do a great job on this one. It's a little bit more melodic. I think they were maybe looking for bigger opportunities here. And um, this is, I mean, it's another rock solid As Blood Runs Black record. Uh, Again, I don't think it's going to redefine how I feel about metalcore or how I feel about deathcore. It's interesting to hear a band playing this style in 2011. Maybe they waited for all the copycat bands to die off so that they could release their magnum (laughs) opus.
0: There's always going to be fans out there, regardless of what you play. Not everybody jumps genres with popular music. This is a style that I have a hard time going back to it and finding innovation. There's definitely not innovation here. If anything, they waited a few years, they put out a new record, and they're just playing to their audience. I think it works. It's still interesting. It's just not amazing. I've heard all these tricks before. I'd ask you what else
1: you have, but I think I know how this story ends. I mean, the only thing that they haven't really done is the clean vocals yet, which is, you know, respectable. Um, I love the cover artwork on this album a lot. It's like blue. It's like just like a blue cityscape. I don't know. It's weird. It's very Tron. uh, And I'm into that. But yeah, I mean, I think that this record is basically fine. I mean, I I know that sounds terrible. Um, There is a really cool instrumental right in the middle of it called Tribulations. That's cool. This band always includes like an instrumental track. And it almost like shows off like what they can really do musically, but they're just like so caught in being a deathcore band that uh, they they can't pull those other influences out. At least not on this record. The it, it gets a little bit more interesting on the next one, but uh, as far as where the band it was in in 2011. I think really it was more of a we've had all these lineup changes, and for all for all I know, the guys that were in on this record had been in the band for years, you know, since 2006. Um, but I think it was kind of a return to status quo uh, sort of moment where it's like, yeah, we're we're back, and you know, you don't recognize half the people that are in here. But I don't know, this is a hard one. I don't I don't know the I don't know the full story, and so uh, you know, if anybody from the band listens to this, uh, you know, I'd love to hear the full story. So you know, hit us up. But, uh, you know, I, I, I do think that they did perfectly fine here. I don't have a whole lot else to say about it. I'm sorry. 2014, Ground Zero. Now, Ground Zero... This one's probably my favorite one, and not for the reasons that you would think. Usually whenever a band gets a new vocalist, which this is the same band that recorded the previous record, so we've got at least that going. The only difference is is the vocalist has changed. I think this band's had over six vocalists at different times, like a lot of touring vocalists and, and things like that. Um, more people out there that can sing Deathcore than you than you think that they can. But uh, this is the first record where the band really doubles down on the melody. I mean, they they come off banging on the first song. Like, you know, we don't want you guys to lose hope. But like as the album goes on, more like melodic vocals kind of start creeping their way into the sound. And uh, I hate to say it, but like when I fl- if I'm listening to two albums that objectively sound the same, getting something like this at least makes it a little bit more interesting. I don't know if it was like like the most creative choice to throw clean vocals in into the mix, but they did make it work as well as they could with their sound without compromising their heaviness. You know, they just, they have moments where it's just straight blast and then moments where uh, it's a little bit more um, refined, a little bit more melodic. And uh, I think it works really, really well. And it's interesting that this late into their career, that they're, you know, kind of, they're choosing now to, to kind of stretch their musical legs a little bit more. Maybe it all
0: ran together for me, but this album feels more creative. It sounds like the guitars are taking turns, almost like Zeo, almost like Norma Jean, Oh God, The Aftermath, where it's very blatant that one person is playing the dissonance and then the next one does. It's a very modern metal thing to do but it's cool. It works here in this context because so much of metalcore and deathcore guitars run together because the album is supposed to sound big, right? I feel like this one focuses on the playing more than some of their contemporaries. And I think that's interesting to hear on an album in 2014 that sounds like this, that's playing this style, a little bit of melody and a clear emphasis on the players. I think this one is the most interesting listen.
1: I do too. This is the one that my ears kind of perked up to a little bit more. I don't necessarily think that the clean vocals are good, but I'm happy to hear them doing something different than what I've heard already two times in a row. And so, because I don't don't feel like the, the melody is super deep. It almost feels like it was added later, you know, or at least like the melodic vocal was added later because i do think that as this band goes on their records do get more melodic and they get a little bit more accessible and i think that's a good thing from a diversity standpoint i think hardcore like deathcore fans are not gonna really like it that much but uh (laughs) but like i said i'm i'm okay with it i I like the diversity of it and um it's a shame that these guys just had such a hard time keeping a lineup together because i think that's the big struggle i think I think maybe if we didn't have that much turmoil in the beginnings of the band that we may have had a more unique sound by now. I think sometimes sometimes it's like yeah, let's sit down and write great songs and then everybody quits and then you're like okay, well, let's try to just play these songs and then, you know, you hire some new guys on and then they sit down and then you're you're having your first album all over again with with your new band. And so it it takes a little bit to get those innovation juices kind of flowing.
0: Do you think this was a case where the band had to deal with the fact that they were new and they maybe just hired someone that can play the Gothenburg stuff? Because it feels that way until you get to this album. Then there's more layers, almost like somebody pushed it creatively and insisted that we do something else, guys. The metalcore thing is fine, but can we add some keyboards
1: in places? And I don't mean those keyboards. Right. It's interesting, though, because they this was on a different label. Uh, This was on standby instead of media scare. And apparently they had some sort of huge problem with media scare. I don't know what it is. I'm sorry. I know that's not super informative. But when you're looking when you're going back like 10 plus years looking for news articles about this kind of stuff, uh, it's either not there at all or the websites have been scrubbed from the Internet, you know, And so I don't know what the deal was, but inevitably they decided that they were just going to break up after this because it was just too much. They got they got screwed over too much. And uh, I think too many too many people coming in and out the door, I think, is 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 going to stifle you creatively because you're too concerned with having enough people to be on stage to play the songs. Then the songs sometimes tend to take a bit of a backseat. And I don't think any of their material is bad. I know it sounds like I'm like slamming on them. It's it's not bad at all. It's just that this was a very trendy style (laughs) at the time that they were out. Absolutely. I don't know know if they innovated it or not. If they did innovate it, then hats off to them because it sounds really good. It sounds really cool. But um, unfortunately, I, I had so many choices of bands that sounded exactly the same over the years that uh, this one just got kind of overlooked for me. Final thoughts on As Blood Runs Black, Dan. I mean, if you're looking for a time capsule of what Deathcore was before it became what it is now, you know, um, how do you go from something like this to Immure <laughs> or Attila, you know, uh, that, that sort of stuff. Um, the, these were the original Deathcore bands, you know. These were the guys that were pushing Metalcore as hard as they possibly could, To birth it into the new The quote unquote new genre I know Deathcore's not a new genre but but whatever You know like as far as like These bands rising to prominence You know in the minds of metal fans uh, Deathcore was a relatively Recent phenomenon uh, When this band was on the scene So uh, I think they're definitely worth Checking out Um, if you haven't heard This kind of Deathcore before if If you lived through it like I did You could probably take it or leave it
0: I think this band is Okay If you're looking for a throwback on Deathcore from the mid-2000s, you can't really go wrong with this one. I think the last album is the most interesting listen, but don't ignore the first two albums, even though they might be carbon copies of that metalcore band or that Deathcore vocalist. It's just a fun listen. Put on some energy and fall back into the hardcore pit. If you haven't done that in a while, this might be exactly what you're looking for. I had a good time listening to the band this week, but it's just not for me. It's not my nostalgia. I like this style, but I'm not looking for another one of those bands. I feel like this style has far exceeded its trend, but that doesn't mean you can't have a good time listening to As Blood Runs Black. So check this band out. Damn, what's your album of the week?
1: Hands down, it's not even close. It is Oh, What the Future Holds by Fit for an Autopsy. Will Putney and the boys bring it pretty hard on this one. For me, it's Isolation Ritual by Harbor Lights.
0: Ooh. Did you check this one out yet? I haven't yet. If you're not part of it, you definitely need to join the Discord server and get in on these conversations because... Every week around Friday, we start to get recommendation upon recommendation of bands on Bandcamp. And this one snuck up on me. Dan, it's up your alley. It's Hum Plus Tool. You're welcome. I will have to
1: check that out. Take us out, DFT. First of all, I want to thank all of you guys for listening to the podcast. And uh, again, I apologize for the shorter episode. Uh, We will surely get back to one that you'll have to break apart into three parts to listen to the entire thing uh, sometime soon but uh, you know, I just want to say thank you guys again and uh, if you guys are new to this podcast and you want to reach out to us there's a lot of different ways you can do that you can send us an email at danandjoshow@gmail.com. at gmail.com you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash discography discussion you can follow us on Twitter at discuss metal and on Instagram at discussmetal. metal you can also join our discord server there'll be a link in the show notes that will take you to our discord server where we are having all kinds of conversations about music pretty much all the time it can sometimes be a little hard to keep up if you would like to support the show monetarily as a episode sponsor you can send us an email again at dan and joe gmail.com let us know what you're selling and we'll see if we can help you sell it
0: and on that note, this has been episode 258 of Discography Discussion. Thank you for listening. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Discuss Metal. Subscribe to our podcast everywhere you listen to podcasts, including Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. Visit DiscussMetal.com for all things Discography Discussion. And please send questions and comments to Show at gmail.com. If you are not a patron, you can become one at patreon.com forward slash discuss metal. We have some sweet perks. Scrooge McDuckin' through your money. One dollar a month gets you to that exclusive album review feed. Right now.